HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Welcome to the sad, sad Mike and Judy show. Sad because Mike Edison is off in Italy touring wineries, um, looking at art, going to the opera at La Scala, and I've had to resort to dragging my boyfriend Spiro Panasopoulos <laughs> into co-host. Oh. Welcome, Spiro. Oh, how do I follow that? I mean, <laughs> thanks. You are taller than Mike. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you, <laughs> you put it to me, unlike Mike. There we go. <laughs> But today we're going to talk about, we're on a topic that um, you and Mike know a lot about, um, that is how the hell to behave at a bar. And to, to, to discuss and to educate our listeners, we have three amazing bartenders with us. We have Katie Estopowitz, who's an actress and also a bartender at Exchange Alley. Um, Dan Ruth, who's a manager, bartender at the Brooklyn Ale House. He's also, you can also find him on YouTube under his alias Fabian LaRue. Thanks, Judy. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Joey Vargas, who has been described to me as a cocktail geek who works at the Beagle and Gin Palace on Avenue A. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. I think the first thing that we should really discuss is tipping, because it seems like our bartender at Roberta's, John, told me that um, we needed to discuss Australians first, because <laughs> they apparently do not have guidebooks in Australia and do not know how to tip. I, do you guys find this to be they're true? They're in good company. I think they know what to tip. I was going to say, I, I believe that's if you're fake. traveling the world, you know exactly 
exactly what to tip. You just say, oh, hey, mate, I'm Australian. You don't tip in Australia. Well, you're fucking in America now, so cough up. Yeah, it's 2013. You know better than that. Yeah. You tip. Don't play dumb. I go, I go traveling all across the world, and I know exactly how much I'm supposed to tip. And they get freaked out when I do it. Like, well, what well, is okay? So this? it used to be. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a bit older than most of this crowd. You used to tip a buck a drink. Has it has it come up since then? I, I think a dollar a drink is fair. I think it's that's pretty standard. I mean, a dollar a drink is a fair game. I think that's a great tip. Um, if I'm doing a little harder work, two dollars is yeah, great. You yeah, you got to look around you. Is it four deep at the bar, and the bartender shot you like five margaritas in six minutes? Then that that person needs like a ten dollar tip. Yeah. But if she cracked, you know, six PBRs, feel free to give her three bucks. Yeah, totally. I mean, the whole $2 on five drinks, that's when we get, like, beef, you know? It's like, that's, you owe me $5, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But weirdly, too, you get the morons that actually don't know what a buyback is, and so when you actually offer them one, and you're like, okay, I just gave you five drinks, so then that's $25. I bought you three, okay? So that's $15 (laughs) off your tab. (laughs) So here, you know, and they just, oh, here's a buck, or here's 50 cents, or go buy some gum, and and, 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 it's all I love the classic Williamsburg. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. We had the the best time. Everything was so great. God curse the verbal tip. Yeah, say that to your landlord. I love this apartment. It's such a great apartment. Thank you so much. Honestly, as far as as bartending and tipping, I mean, I think really a lot of it has to do with what change you give your customer. Because a lot of bartenders, I've been in places, you buy a $5 drink, they're going to give you back a 10 and a 5. It's like, oh, guess what, idiots. sweet cheeks? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get the $5 you get, bill. You give 10 yeah. You're singles not get and the a 5. Ginsu, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give me the option. All right, well, since we're talking about buybacks, what is, what is, what is the usual buyback scenario? A buyback is a bartender's discretion. Yes. It's up to the bartender. If you're a really cool customer, they may give you one. It's a. It's just the kiss of death to ask, oh, you ask for a you're buyback. Dead. You're dead to me. Aren't you going to buy me one? <laughs> not now. I, yeah, stop know, drooling and no, we're not. But, you know. <laughs> Sometimes buybacks go, how much you tip? Like you get around and oh, you yeah. tip four or five bucks. You know what? Maybe your next one's going to be on me straight up. I don't yeah. care. Like that was nice. You brought the thunder with the tip. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for like, being cool. Here you go. Here's a shot of like, you know, Jameson. No big like, deal. When you and everybody knows exactly what they're going to order, and they give me the whole order at once, and they're patient. Love I'm them. so happy to buy them around. You know what's a great way to get a buyback? Bringing your glassware back to the bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bust your table with your group of 15 friends. <laughs> you get a drink for me every time, guaranteed. I have friends who I'll do that, and they'll be like, Why are you picking up our glasses? I'm like, Just watch, just watch. <laughs> watch I don't this, even, watch even this. Even when we're leaving, and I'm not going to get anything back, I just feel like the bartender is. Is pretty overworked and has to deal with the annoying public. Like, yeah. why? N- what skin off my ass is it to carry a, an empty glass to the bar? I mean, you go to IKEA and you get your food. You bring your tray and you bust it yourself. <laughs> you, you could bust it at a bar. It's not a big deal, guys. Like, yeah, no- I mean, when you go to your local bodega now and they, they have the little tip cup out with a thanks and a little smiley face. That's one thing. But you know, when you're in a bar and it's really cool every now and then to get tipped for asking to use the bathroom, yes. getting tipped for a water. Yeah. Those are great things, and you know th- those are just—they make you just you much tip more for a cool. Glass of water, oh, yeah. You yeah. So much you what about you the other side of that, though? Yes. I mean, is there such a thing as over-tipping? I mean, is it like you know being a? I, I kind of feel like the only people who over-tip are my bartender friends. They'll come in and they're like, "Here's sixty dollars for the three drinks you gave us. Thanks, man." And I'm like, "But you know what doesn't work is tipping at the end when you have cash on the bar." 
because people end up drinking their money that's sitting on the bar. It's been there, you know, for 25 minutes, and you watch it dwindling and going down and less and less and less. And then, you know, they, they leave you with dollar after being there for two hours. Well, they don't keep track of their own bill. Like, they're just like, I'm throwing $100 yeah. on. Just take it as you please. And then they end up spending $80 and give you a five. And we're like, thanks, man. That never works out. <laughs> the pile you, on the bar. Have you ever been offended by it? This is something Spiro and I have argued about. This is why I'm asking. <laughs> have you ever been offended by being an by being overtipped? No, no. <laughs> I, okay, no, no. Wait, see, one of my one of my first jobs as a young woman, I, I bartended at a strip club, and it got weird because people would leave like way too much money, and I got That's really different. awkward about it. No, but that taught me, like, and I learned a lot from the, uh, what, shall we say, seasoned young performers at the strip club. <laughs> and they were like, "No, girl, he wanted to give you that money. You take that money. If yeah. they're and willing to give it, I'll me. take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now here I am, like I." Oh, this guy, he was high out of his mind, and he got, like, two beers and gave me a $50 bill on my way back from the bathroom. And I was like, hey, thanks. <laughs> that was it. I was like, that seems like a lot of money for two beers, but I'm taking it. When I first moved to New York in 93, I worked in a bar in Hell's Kitchen, and I had a regular customer would come in because they all go to Port Authority right afterward. <laughs> and he would do one of those eye locks with me. He'd be like, here's $20. Put it in your pocket. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's $20. Put it in your pocket. I'm like, yeah, I got to charge you for your drinks. He's like, I don't care. Put it in your damn pocket. I'm like, okay. So, the, you know, there's lots of ways that, that old school people try to induct you. And, you know, that's, I don't know. That was just a very strange thing. He, he also peed in a tube on the way back on the bus, you know, because you know, there's no bathrooms on the bus, too. So. Favorite kind of guest right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. It? Now, like bartenders, I've always said they're like the rock stars of the service industry. Everybody wants to get with you. Like everyone thinks you're cute. And like, what is the best way to pick up a bartender? Huh. <laughs> besides I, being like incredibly yeah, hot, besides like walking in and being gorgeous. Well, tipping well is a good start. We could always go back to tipping, but <laughs> well, also that gets I, I kind of it does that get gets awkward. awkward. They're like, I, I think you, you know. just got to be like witty and charming and funny. I don't like when people ask me my name because I'm afraid they're gonna like give me a bad Yelp review oh, right away when back. they're like, "What's your name?" Back. You know, I'm like, "Oh, uh, I'm Kitty. What's your name?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Wait, what?" I always like blame it on my friends. I'm like, "Oh, my name is Brett." <laughs> you know. Um, I. In 12 years of bartending, I took one young man home who ended up being my boyfriend for a while. And it was because he was, you know, quiet and patient. And, like, he, you know, he was attractive. He wasn't the best-looking guy in the room, but he was very sweet. And he listened to what, like, when I had a hot second, I went over and chit-chatted with him. He listened to what I said. He was, like, present. And he wasn't smarmy. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, hey, so I see you're behind the bar. Like, I think that's a big thing, too. People don't realize is bartenders are pretty lame. Like we, we like we like watch Game of Thrones, play fantasy baseball, or like we're just regular well, people. <laughs> we're, we're like totally we're like totally regular people. Like yeah. just talk to us like a human being and not like a like don't a slave behind the bar or anything. Or don't be all like, hey man, what's yeah. going on? But to switch you know? that out, it's kind of cool to actually you know be the bartender and find someone that you find attractive. And and inadvertently, you're gonna a they're they're gonna know what your t-shirt means. Uh-huh. They're gonna get the you know any kind of wry humor that's going on there, and you're gonna be drawn to them the whole. Night. You could bet fifteen people there, but you keep getting sucked back to the same person. Yeah. So, so anyway, ab- about that, you know, and, and you, you'd be in the conversation with them. And I think it's anyone that I, I've ever found really, really attractive while I'm bartending um, of the male persuasion. I don't really care. We just have a lot of fun, and I just keep going back, and we keep talking, and and, and you know, and and that's a bartender no-no to talk while you're working. But yeah. it's, sorry, it's, it's actually <laughs> it's actually kind of just like regular flirting. Yeah, like we yeah. just flirt right. with regular yeah, people. Still as well. a challenge, though. I mean, you, you've you've met somebody. Now, what about dating? I mean. You you guys have like you know 
True Blood hours. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, how do you, how does it, how do you, can you date normal people? <laughs> it's really hard, at least for me today, because I don't hard. drink anymore, and I, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I'm a gay man in New York who doesn't drink anymore. Those exist. <laughs> yeah, right, I know, I know, I know. And I don't well, do cocaine, and I don't, you know. <laughs> well, you're doing poppers or something, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> Those are at home. Shut up, man. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. The tits. heart just started beating behind us. It's like the telltale heart behind us. Seriously. I think dating is possible. It takes a little effort. You actually have to put some work in, but it's possible. Like, it's, I've had a hard time, like... I, t- I tried to branch out into like I don't know businessmen or like daytime really? I guess uh, but it never works out no, honestly like they, branch they, out the only people you know you go for the six foot four you know sexy greasy unemployed hipster that only takes you so far and then you know he doesn't want a relationship I feel like there's but, definitely a type for a bartender like people I could date are like waitresses bartenders hairdressers <laughs> like hairdressers are great it's very similar to bartending we're, we're yeah, like well, pretending we care industry. about your day <laughs> and like listening to your stories and playing therapy Therapist while like making you have a good time, you know? but it also helps. Be I work at the Brooklyn Ale House, and we're dog friendly. Bring your dog because people uh, love your dog, say, and dogs are. Uh, <laughs> my dog Please bars. do. I mean, people people love bringing their dogs, and they're always the center of attention. And that's a great way to you know meet somebody. I, I've I've always found you know people oh, yeah. gravitate towards work. your pop. <laughs> what are some of the, like um, do you have, what is some of the gross like the most bad behavior you guys have ever seen at bars? Oh, this just happened yesterday. This girl came in and she was like, can I have a cup? I don't want to sit at my bar looking like I'm drinking outside drink. And she had brought like a bottle (laughs) of coconut water or something. And I was like, so you, of course I didn't say, of course, you know, the bartender. Oh, absolutely. Here you go, sweetheart. Here's a glass of water as well. But I'm thinking like, yeah, why don't you put your outside drink in a cup and drink at my yeah. bar? I definitely hate that like coffee shop like aspect where people yeah. feel like they could sit for like six hours on one beer and like play Scrabble and shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm trying to do this. Yeah, it's my, if it's my busy, job, you gotta you know? move. Like, what are you doing? You played Scrabble on a table with three of your girlfriends who had one drink each. <laughs> it's real estate, man. You got to pay for your real estate. I think the grossest behavior is, um, is definitely men smarming over women. It's really hard to watch. Yeah, you got to. It's, oh man, uh, I, I, you stick I can't. up for them and you can easily pick them up too. Like, <laughs> that guy is a, a surefire way to get kicked out of the bar <laughs> is to continually being just ogling over women who obviously do not want to speak to you, and then people who guys especially who go from table to table oh, to yeah. table, and you're like, and keep walking towards the door and a little bit more and kick them out. <laughs> There's definitely that deer in headlights look too. You could like look like at a girl and she'd be like, "Help me, bartender! Oh, I've this been man there. is coming over I've here." Been there. <laughs> so what do you do? I kick them out. Oh, okay. I don't tolerate that, that kind of behavior, especially if you're bothering multiple customers. You know, you're probably the person who. Uh, the other points I wanted to point make out: who do the horrible three? What's cheap? What do you like? And what's good? Oh, they God. probably ask God. all three of those questions. What do you like? Gives me chills every time yes. I hear it. I'm like, what do I recommend? I don't know. Leave me what alone. Do like? <laughs> what do you well, like? I like licking the sweat off of a pygmy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you like. But you t- and then you tell them what you like, and they're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a, they wasted my time, and time is the most important thing behind the bar. I have very limited time to give to every customer, and if you're going to waste it, it's like, man, you're robbing my bank account. Like, but, but shouldn't you like come because these questions are so common? Shouldn't you come up with like an answer like, oh, what's good sex on the beach? It's uh, really good. No, no, there, there, there's always one thing you like that's sacrificial right away. What's good performer? Like you just say it right away. Yeah, like yeah. you don't even think. You know, but that's no, what you as are. a cocktail nerd, yeah. like I, I, I've developed our cocktail list at Exchange Alley. And uh, we list all of our ingredients in 
in oh, the yeah. menu. You can oh, yeah. see everything. And my favorite's like, oh, what does that taste like? And I'm like, I look at it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it tastes, it like, tastes ginger like passion and pear and lemon. And but that's split between tequila and. <laughs> and they say, but they say, well, is it good? And I say, well, I think it's good. I think yeah. it's great. People it are ordering like it ass. and drinking. Yeah. Exactly. No, it tastes like ball sweat. Well, you should yeah. totally. The great one is always, well, it's very popular. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, people are drinking it. It's one of our more popular drinks. And the best part, at the Ale House, we have 15 drafts on, on, or 14 or something like that. They're clearly displayed in front of you, and everyone will always come right in front of them and ask, what's, what's on draft? <laughs> and I always look at them right in their eye, and I say, a lot. I, like, at least you guys have beer. that. I, I work in a lot of cocktail bars where we actually don't have drafts. It's all bottled beer. But do they like, still the, ask you for what's yeah, on tap? They'll be like, I have that. what's your draft lines? And we'll be like, I have nothing on draft, but I have this nice bottle selection. Amstel Light? No Amstel Light. PBR in a can, yeah. man. <laughs> Or then you get what's cheap? What's cheap? <laughs> you are. That's what's cheap. <laughs> and it's always again, it's always the guy. Like a guy, a, a douchebag guy will come in with like two really nice women, and the women will probably be talking, and he'll be the first person to inadvertently always say, "What's cheap?" And the two women will look <laughs> at each other and say, "Okay," and oh there God, you go. I, I always you're, wonder you're that. I'm douchebag. like. Like women, like how do you hang out with these people? Like these are the people <laughs> you take night. home. These are the people you sleep with. You introduce to your mother. He's like no. mistreating this poor bartender. I mean, every, and like <laughs> every girlfriend I know, like bad tipper is is like they can be ugly, hunchbacked, have no teeth, but if they're a bad tipper, they are never getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Yep. Truth. But we're gonna take a break for a second. We're gonna hear from Spiro's Spiro's band because it's all about. Uh, you know. Yeah, we're, we're going to hear Rehab. Yes, yes. <laughs> As my girl to Gorilla. <laughs> Girls to Gorilla doing rehab, which leads us into our next topic. Okay, so a lot of people are in recovery these days, and what? How should? And I've I've had friends in recovery say they get side eye from some bartenders when they come in and order like a seltzer or whatever. How can a non-drinker negotiate a bar successfully? Because you still want to go hang out with your friends a lot of times. I have absolutely no problem with someone that doesn't drink. Just follow the same rules. You still tip on the drink. You're polite. You're patient. 
you know, I, I mean, personally, I've got like two or three go-to virgin cocktails. I'm like, oh yeah, try this, it's great. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. I definitely also like I think people get upset when you charge them for soda water sometimes which kind of like gets me weirded out it's like well you, you're it's here you're taking up space I'm cracking this <laughs> bottle like it costs two dollars I'm sorry like it's not my fault but or like uh, I'm driving so uh do well I mean discount? I, I actually went to a bar in the north side and, and and I ordered a club soda and the bartender asked me are you a best designated driver I said no he's like oh are you a friend of Bill I'm like uh, <laughs> yes actually business. I am uh, no he said that's on the house he's like people who who, people who are dri- designated drivers, he doesn't charge them for that's sodas. Really cool. That's really do- cool. And that's really, really nice. And of course, we get the tip, you know, involved <laughs> yeah. there. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's it's cool. just a very nice thing to do. I mean, I understand people not drinking. I've had my stints where I've raged for three or four months, and you take a month and a half off. So I'm not hating on people who aren't drinking. No, I don't. Please come out, have a good time. Just respect us, respect the bar. Don't sit there for seven hours. <laughs> does, does being around drunk people all the time make you um, have any effect on your own drinking? I mean, it could either make me not drink on the shift or drink twice as much on the shift, depending on the situation and depending on the drunk people. If they're like sloppy and annoying, then I'm like, Ugh, I gotta like babysit. I'm gonna stay sober. If I was, they're my drunk bartender friends, then we're doing shots of Laird's all night and getting kind of weird. The Fernet comes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I was accused for a long time of writing down people's stories. You're talking about me, aren't you? <laughs> you're, you're writing all this shit down. And actually, I'm, I'm really not. But I mean, it does. It stays in my brain. But the, the honest truth is that you know. I mean, it's what they say. You're really, people's behavior really isn't that much different whenever you're not drinking and they are. Yeah. I mean, as long as everyone's having a good time, you know, obviously if someone walks up to you and they can't stand up or they're peeing their pants, you're not going to serve them and and all that other happy horse shit. But really, everyone's having a good time. That's all that really matters. And and if you're sober or or, or drinking, it doesn't make that much of a difference for me. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're coming to a bar. Like, get drunk, have a good time. I think, if anything, it's it's just a small shadow of the devil on your shoulder of just what not to do. Yeah. Like, if somebody gets, like, black, you know, not blackout drunk, but, you know, crazy, slurring, hitting on people that don't want to hear it, they think they're the funniest thing in the room, and you're just like, oh, right, don't do that, like, stop, you want that other shot, don't do that, just yeah. take a pause. Yeah. Well, uh, since we're on, we're on aberrant behavior again, which is my favorite topic, um, a friend of ours bar, which will go nameless at this point, um, they actually had a situation where someone pooped in their photo booth. Oh. So, <laughs> so what is the grossest thing? Yeah, it could be physical, it could be you know psychological, whatever. But the grossest thing you've ever seen or had to deal with. I've definitely seen someone pee in a cup and throw it on the floor. And then, like, someone called him out. He's like, he's peeing. He's peeing. And it's I was like, like, an episode like, of Oz. And I, like, panicked. I was like, I don't know what to do about that. He's got his, he's got his dick out and he's peeing. Like, I don't want to get close, but I want to yell. Like, Yo, man, you know? put your dick away. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the bathroom yeah, I'd be like, hi. No. <laughs> I, I, I had to break up a, a, a um, and I, I think everyone can probably agree it, it was a it was a girl fight and they're the worst. Oh God, and, they're um, vicious. It was Claws. it was a bloodbath. It was an absolute between the two of them. It was an absolute bloodbath, and it, and it took about twenty five minutes. It would stop and start and stop and start. Hair pull, nails here, blood splash, oh and uh, you know it, you're dealing with other people's blood. I I, I think that's probably the, the the worst for me, especially that one night where it's all over you and there's nothing you could do. I actually handed the customer a wet towel to help her, you know, get. You know, the, she kicked me. <laughs> Get away from me! Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fuck you, bitch. Sorry. How you like that? Sorry about your wounds. I, uh, Sorry, exactly. I had a girl fight but, once uh, where they both broke out mace and started macing each other. <laughs> the whole bar is like, oh my god, I'm dying. These girls are macing, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> mace patrol. <laughs> what can what can okay? So let's just talk about good behavior now. Like, 
what can a bar t- besides tipping and you know what about like what can a bartender what can a bar patron do to make you hate them immediately like is it snapping their fingers oh for god your- never ever do that oh if you snap I run up with my, my hands up like paws and I pant and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you want <laughs> can I get you a drink what do you want the whole and they get confused. Too. I'm like, don't I snap hate that. Ooh, 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 and to ooh, add ooh. to that, the people who are <laughs> snapping and the people who are, are are doing the hey you, hey you kind of garbage, you go up to them and and, and they will always turn around to their friend going, what do you want? What do you want? They don't even know what they want. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea. We must speak like, to you now. Uh, I'll have um. Can guys, what do you want? What do you want, baby? What do you want, anybody? What do you? And they don't know. And it's like, don't call a bartender ever when you don't know. If you're gonna snap, you better list off six drinks that are very easy, very quick, and similar. Tip twenty bucks. For the love of Christ, have your money ready and your order ready when you wave me over. <laughs> I worked yeah, at a nightclub please, called please. Metronome on Twenty First and Broadway back in the early nineties, and I, I was dressed in drag, and they had gave me a whole mezzanine area, and it was me in a wig and a skirt and a, and a walkie-talkie, and I, I was just I would yell at people. I'd like know what you want to drink and have your money ready. Know what you want to drink and have your money ready. And I get to you, and, and you even paused, and I'd be yeah. next person. The second I hear it on, on my next. walk away, I walk away to someone. I'm like, you, you look like you're ready, sir. <laughs> You've got yeah. a twenty in your hand. <laughs> totally. And a so word. Do you cut list. somebody off? When is it like, you know, like, and plus, I mean, I know part of it is bar policy. You know, the bar actually has a policy. But, like, you know, what is it? What are the things that say, okay, I'm going to cut this person off before they become a problem? For me, it's always, can you get home safe? Like, I don't want anyone going out, falling on a subway track, or getting hit by a car, trying to wave a taxi, or, you know, it's like, can you get home safe? If you can get home safe, I'll give you your nightcap, your last drink, but, like, you got to make sure, like, he's coherent, he's speaking, he's like, yeah, I'm going home after this, it'll be my last drink of the night, like, then you're like, you could have a drink, but someone's like, hey, Fernet, let's do this, you're like, all right, sit down, drink this water, I'll see you in eight minutes, like, you know? I think it has a lot to do with aggression and whether people are alone or not. <clears throat> because if they're alone and they're really drunk, it's really harder to get them out the door. Right. Yeah. And harder to get them to realize that they need to go. If you right. can recruit a friend yes, to help if they you have friends with process, them. Yeah, because you can always talk easier. to the friends, yeah, right? You, you look can at always friend like, your friend's really okay. drunk. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? He's going to make it home safe. I don't, you know. But aggression is, the, is, I think, the number one. If you get aggressive with the bartender, your show is kicked out. It's different, actually, depending on the bartender. I think it's just we've got a straight male bartender and a gay male bartender and a female bartender. The the methods are very different. Like my method, like I get I get a little mommy on their ass. I'm like, oh, honey, like just drink this glass of water. You're gonna love me tomorrow. You're gonna feel so much better. Just drink this glass of water. And they're like, okay, you got it. You're yeah, so nice like to me. it's I different. Or or they get aggressive and then I, I gotta find a, a giant dude. Yeah, and I'm like, like uh, someone help me. Uh, God bless the doorman. Like get me my giant man to handle this. Like, yeah. Like I will talk shit. And be like dude, I will fuck I will you up. Fuck you Where's up. Where's the door guy? guy? Where's the door guy? <laughs> I did have to walk between two people once and say, guys, I'm, I'm here by myself tonight. Cut me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. It worked. I can't do this. Please. But this, this one woman once, she came in a couple nights ago, weeks ago, excuse me, and she, um, she said, walks right up to me. She's like, your bartender called my girlfriend a cunt. And I was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. And so she started off on this, and then all of her gaggle of female friends started yelling at us about this stuff. And I was just like, look, you don't understand the one rule of at least the Brooklyn House. We let you get really drunk here. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking for three hours, and you're loaded. We and we let you. Yeah. And she, and she said you? to me, because you said earlier, she said to me, we're going to write a bad Yelp review. Uh, I'm going to write a bad Yelp review. As she's walking out the door with her bottle of Budweiser, I'm like, give me that 
fucking bottle. Get the fuck out and go write you your bad Yelp review. Death to Yelp. Death to like it every day. Right, so Yelp really, really has changed the game. Oh, huh? oh it's changed the game. You got your bar manager being like, I hear people got really drunk last night. I read a couple Yelp reviews that <laughs> maybe you weren't uh, as cordial as you said. What are these people doing? Do they go to Ruby's at Coney Island going, you know what? Can you make it a little nicer in here? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit, it stinks a bit in here. And your bartenders are a little rude. Can they be a little nicer? And, <laughs> and my number one, and Fabian LaRue talks about it, I hate it. People who tell you you need to smile. You just oh, <laughs> women <laughs> always get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, women, smile, yeah. baby. Yeah. Come on, smile for me. Oh. It's like, uh. <laughs> I'd rather fillet you. Smiling. Oh, man. Well, okay, so. Res- so let me see. I have a list of questions, which I... Oh, what are the best and worst nights to go to a bar? Like, I'm old. I rarely go to a bar. If I do, it's usually before, like, 8 p.m. What are the best nights for... If you want to hang out and have a good time and, like, enjoy the bar setting, I think Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are great nights yeah. to go to a bar. You could actually talk to the bartender. He'll actually recommend things. He'll have a good time with you. If you're looking to get laid, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> like, you know, but don't get angry at the bartender when he's not talking or you're like, come on, man, what's good? And like, then I'm busy as shit. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, I, was, like, I, should, <laughs> I should add, like, we were saying, you know, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But this all applies when it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we're six deep. We don't have the time. Right, yeah. But if you go on Sunday and ask me what I want to drink, like, I'll totally nice talk man. to you about all of the cocktails <laughs> yeah. and try this and yeah. sample this. It just, you have to look at your environment. Yeah, no, totally. It's the same thing to find out where you want to go. Like, if, if you want to go to, like, a jumping place, just look in, you know? If everyone seems to be quiet and the music is quiet and you think you could hear yourself think, that's the kind of bar you want to go to. Yeah. But if you want, you know, a and that's a ma- place. that's a major rule nowadays. It's like know the bar that you're going to. Right. Yes. Know the place. If it's if it's a place with a pool table and a dartboard, don't expect to get a gin ricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't expect to get you know a frozen margarita or frozen pina colada because you know like we said on the way over here, you ask a bartender who doesn't have a blender for a pina colada. If, even if we had the blender, <laughs> there'd be a fork in that blender quicker than you can <laughs> take a stick out because those oh, get ruined. The blender. And, and also, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, going. It also ties back in if you're trying to pick up a bartender Sunday, Monday. Tuesday good <laughs> night to meet a bartender. Well, not only the bartender behind the bar, but chances are there's a lot of oh, bartenders, bartenders in the bar drinking, <laughs> hanging drinking out, Burnett, and they'll, they'll buy you a bunch of drinks and be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Let me tell people where we can find you. Um, Kitty, you're at Exchange Alley what nights? I am at Exchange Alley Tuesday through Friday. And then there's a lovely young woman, Helen, who's there on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> Take care of your Easy, needs. Helen. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Um, I'm on Friday nights at the Brooklyn Ale House. And I also manage, so you can probably see me every now and then running around looking panicky and, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> or, or look on um, YouTube for Fabian LaRue. What? I'm, I am. I'm looking forward to looking that up. Yeah, really sounds good. <laughs> Joey, where can we find you? What I'm nights? on the Beagle at Thursday and Saturday and Gin Palace on Friday nights. All right. Thank you guys so much. It's been, you know, week one without Mike Edison. Thank you, my adorable co-host, Spiro <laughs> Penisopoulos. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.